0: This is Fundraising Radio, and today's guest speaker, we have Tina Tosukawan, Senior Director at GC International Group that invested several hundred million dollars into their international expansion. And this is actually our third episode on corporate venture capital. And in this episode with Tina, we're going to talk about how corporate venture capital invests in terms of specific instrument that they use to invest, so if it's a safe, is it A convertible note is it a convertible debt or whatever it is and we'll also talk about how to make sure that your pitch is right for specific corporate venture capital because some of them actually require you to modify them specifically for that uh venture capital so tina let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on gc international group
1: Thank you for the introduction, Constantine. Um, A little bit about myself. Uh, I have a PhD in chemical engineering and I've been in the petrochemical and material industries for the past 20 years. I have been working for both large corporation and a startup. And after my previous company was acquired, I joined TC International located in Boston area. We are a subsidiary of PDTGC which is a $15 billion publicly traded petrochemical company headquartered in Thailand. Um, our business span from crude oil and natural gas refinery to polymer manufacturing to renewable chemical industry. So our assets include uh, facilities in Southeast Asia, Europe and US. And generally speaking, uh, material industry like ours uh, is quite capital intensive and it has very high barrier to entry. So the innovation cycle from discovery of new material to commercial launch is quite long. So I have helped GC start start up the CVC and the external innovation activities in North America for about uh, three to four years ago. And currently we have a team located in United States and also in Bangkok, Thailand. Our venture fund is called GC Ventures and we invest out of the corporate balance sheet.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So first, actually, I would love to hear about just a little bit about that uh, experience with you of yours uh, in the startup that got acquired. How when was it?
1: Um the company, uh, yeah, I worked with the um, startup that um, tried to uh, change the paradigm of making chemical from petroleum. To making chemical from uh, fermentation of renewable feedstocks, so I started that uh, ten years ago, and you know we uh, go through the cycle of uh, ups and down, and uh, finally, PPTGC uh, was the one that had acquired our company. So then I mm-hmm. transitioned and start helping them, and you know turn the table around from uh, being the startup to becoming the investor.
0: Nice. Nice. That's great to hear. And, uh, next question is about your investor role. So as a senior director, what is your role at, uh, GC international group?
1: Yeah, good question. So, um, I oversee the team, uh, to do all the, uh, activities from, you know, the sourcing due diligence investment, uh, portfolio monitoring and exit strategy. And apart from investment, uh, we also act like the liaison between the startups and business units because we talk a lot with our business unit leaders. Uh, Oftentimes we know their pain points. And um, oftentimes when we go out in the startup uh, ecosystem, we found potential solutions. So we just uh, help connect the startups to the BU, Sometimes uh, we invest first, and then we uh, recommend the startup to the BU later, or sometimes it's the opposite. So um, look at us as uh, a go-to person uh, for the startup. So uh, <laughs> if you need to navigate you know, the, the big corporation, talk to the right folks. I think one of the best way to do so is to um, talk to their venture arms. Normally mm-hmm. you can help uh, the, the small startup navigate the, the company, A lot
0: easier right right that's true and the advice of going to the venture arm of the company you want to work with is actually wonderful so um my next question is about the thing that you mentioned earlier which is the field that you invest in is very capital intense and it sounds really complicated to be honest so I was wondering Mm -hmm. at which stage do you usually invest in so is it like a pre-seed is it seed stage is it series A where do you usually get involved Mm -hmm
1: yeah good question uh typically we are um state agnostic um but for us uh what's important is that the technology um the patent has to be in place Um, the startup should have done certain proof of concept to make sure that it works and they should uh, mm-hmm. also uh, figure it out who needs their product. So figure out the product market fit. I think that's quite important. So so far we have invested in Series A, B, and C. Um, we haven't mm-hmm. done the seed. I feel like the, the seed round, uh, it's kind of uh, a bit too early for the mm-hmm. uh, corporate vendors like ours. Yep. But having said that, we have a lot of peer uh, CVC that go in as early as the seed round.
0: Right, right. I've heard some stories of CVC investing as early as literally idea stage, which is pretty insane. But yeah. you know that that happens. So <laughs> if you think you're worth it, try <laughs> right. try reach now. It never never really hurts. Um, exactly. My next question to you was about deal sourcing. So of course a lot of deals that you see are coming from introductions and from your previous investments, portfolio companies, et cetera. But how do you how else do you source your deals? So where do you find those uh, those uh, companies that you invest in?
1: Yeah, um, we source deals uh, through various channels, uh, including outbound activities like going to conferences, pitch events uh, or inbound channels uh, from referral, from our peer, VC networks or even receiving cold calls or connections through LinkedIn. I mean, in this VC industry, as you know, building relationships and networking, it's extremely important. So a lot of deals that we ended up investing in are deals that got referred to by our peer VC colleagues. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't Emphasize enough that investing in early stage technology is such a risky business. So yeah. this is why referral from reputable investor or co-investing with very good syndicate is really important because then all of us uh, help share risk and help the startup navigate through the uncertainty and a lot of iterations that they have to go through to launch their product into the market. So. It's really not atypical that you know maybe we see a thousand deals uh, in a calendar year, and we may end up investing in less than five companies. Oh, nice! And yeah, and if you you know flip the table around, it's probably um, the same thing. The founders uh, might have to try to pitch to dozens of investors before you land one investment, but you know don't give up. That I think that's just the way it is. So um, networking is really, really important. And um, if I say no to you, it doesn't mean that um, you're no good. It might be, you know, the, the fit or the, the stage fit might be a little too early, um, or maybe the investment thesis at this time might not be a fit. But again, it's just a network. So if I see that this is such a cool technology I may refer the company to, you know, my peer uh, VC and CVC mm-hmm. as well, because um, I refer them good companies and I hope that they would prefer me good company in return. So that's how things work.
0: Right. Right. That's true. That's how things work. You're absolutely right. But one of the things you mentioned was that you find some of those companies on some conferences what kind of conferences do you like to go to and how would you recommend founders to find those conferences so how should they search for right
1: that? yeah so um the typical um, pitch events such as the local uh startup competitions like mass challenge CleanTech opens um these you will find um investor that has particular interest for example clean tech open then you see uh, a lot of clean tech company, you see uh, clean tech investors. And for difficult technology like hard technologies, um, a lot of times um, it takes so much uh, investment to develop the research. So um, a lot of times we go to the conference, uh, uh, the SBIR, Small Business uh, Research uh, Grant event, to find a technology that they got a government sponsorship. So um, those companies tend to have the advantage that they got non-diluted funding. So they got a source of capital to help them uh, prove the technology at the small scale. And we tend to see um, early stage companies that may have very unique technology And if it's too early, then we can invest, then we often uh, can refer them to, you know, angel network or early stage VC so that um, they get help. They need to get them to the right uh, place that they need to be before we can invest it in. So those types of uh, event, uh, uh, I think is a good, uh, it's a good event and maybe um, i have to draw that a little bit to what the current situation the pandemic that we are in right so um we we have uh, difficulty um traveling far so uh, we tend to um try to find a virtual pitch event or if it's uh if there's a local um uh, incubator accelerators um, those are also a, a good place to uh, meet people meet startups, meet investor so I definitely encourage uh, startup to you know get out there give your elevator pitch and get some feedback I think you learn a lot from talking to people
0: absolutely absolutely they should definitely go out there and try themselves, that's for sure. So my next question mm-hmm. is about the tools that you use to invest. So normally uh, at the early stage, it's saves, right? Standard saves. Uh, mm-hmm. But later on at Series A, what do you usually invest through? Is it uh, just regular stock purchase or what is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so far we've done both convertible notes and um, the um, regular equity round, uh, purchasing stocks. And I would say that um, the style is pretty much uh, depending on the CVC and the and the um, sort of the corporate culture. I would say um, I've seen um, people who go early in the uh, seed or pre seed. Right uh, at that point, um, they don't really know what the valuation is going to be for the startup. So safe note instrument is really appropriate for that because you just don't know what the company is going to get for the valuation in the next round. So as long as you get discount, it's uh, it's all good. Um, but corporate like um, GC International, we came from M&A transactions. So I find that uh, my uh, executive feel more comfortable uh, when the first money in is in terms of the stock purchase, because um, we know um, how many share we get. We know the valuation of the company. We know the milestone. We know the lead investor. We know the terms. Uh, it's more well defined, but then later on, once we are already in and the company needs to raise the bridge round. Using convertible notes, um, we'll be in. We'll be quite comfortable with that because uh, we already track the company. We know their risk profile. We know uh, their milestone. So there's no right or wrong for this case. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's really sort of the corporate culture and the comfort level of different investors. Right,
0: right, right. right. So. Um... Another thing you said earlier is that you're basically stage agnostic, but generally you do invest from series A and up. So who do you think should consider corporate venture capital as a potential source of investment? So should they have like some specific uh, great technology? Should they have... What's the thing that they should have to feel like, yeah, corporate venture capital is a good uh, funding source for us?
1: Yeah, excellent question. I mean, why would startup raise money from corporate VC when they can also raise from uh, financial VC, right? So um, I would say that a key difference uh, between CVC and VC is that when CVC invest in startups, um, they usually consider um, strategic objectives. And oftentimes um, big companies like us, we tend to um, move a little more slowly so um, we we use uh, CVT, CVC investment as a tool to get new technologies infusion into our corporate and to expand our partnership and our product offering. So um, in return, uh, what startups benefit from CVC is that um, they have a corporate investor who they might be able to leverage the capabilities such as the assets that the big corporation have. Um, a good example is mm-hmm. that CDTGC has a very big footprint um, in Southeast Asia. We have market channel. We can be a good partner for the u s startups to enter that market, and that uh, region has a very high GDP growth. so um, The, the, the capital uh, to enter in that market uh, would be a lot lower if you work with the corporate investor like. ours uh, compared to, if you are to go there um, by yourself and um, other benefit is that um, material industry, for example, it's very capital intensive to build new manufacturing facility as well. So having good corporate investor, um, it can really help the company scale up their manufacturing, scale up their market channels, and potentially maybe um, that integration with the supply chain of the corporate. So those are the type of benefits that um, the, uh, the startup should consider. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. an- maybe another angle as well, uh, if you think about it, um, Many VC, um, they they love to partner with CVC because they know that um, CVC could be a potential acquirer of the startups in the long run, right? VC makes money by uh, making an investment and exit and make the multiples and then return cash to their LP. But um, corporate, uh, We're not looking, we're not necessarily looking to um, get the return from one time exit. Oftentimes we look for a keeper. We're looking for um, acquiring or becoming a joint venture partner with the startups and that will uh, generate the recurring annual revenue that we need. So um, we we could be looking at um, the partnership in a much longer horizon with the startups. So, um, I think uh, some industries, if the startup wants to um, become a standalone company, maybe they don't see the need for partnership with CDC as much, but uh, many other industry. Um, they may find themselves benefit uh, tremendously by partnering with the CDC.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it now. Uh, so. Now that we've discussed who should consider you as a uh, potential source of funding, let's discuss how they can make sure they get into those five companies out of 1,000 companies that you actually fund eventually. Uh, how, how can they increase their chances? So uh, one of the previous speakers uh, that I interviewed about corporate venture capital, he said that uh, potentially you can even modify your pitch deck specifically to a... Uh, specific corporate venture capital that you're applying to, does that work the same way way for you, or is it not required?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's always uh, as a general rule of thumb, right? In any presentation that you give, you should know your audience. I think that would give you uh, an edge. uh, over that so the audience can hear, you know, how you might help them, how you might work with them. Uh, That's uh, that's gonna give uh, a tremendous benefit. Um, And other thing in general is that um, you have to, you have to stand out of the crowd, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And oftentimes to stand out, um, you have to know your technology and able to articulate your uh, value proposition very clearly um, tell us about you know what problem are you trying to solve tell us about the size of your addressable market um, tell us about you know your competitors and why you think your uh, your product is superior and if this is the first time you are raising funds okay maybe you don't have a, a big network um uh, to surround you, but you know, if you uh, if you have a customer that has used your product, uh, maybe customer testimony it can help. Maybe um, you you don't have a referral network. Uh, maybe you should uh, start, you know, set your foot in the door, uh, creating the credential by entering all these pitch competition, You know, learn from others getting some feedback and once you uh, have the credential behind you getting uh, some source of non diluted brand funding uh, I think those kind of credential uh, can help you stand out of you know all those uh, the first timer startups as well
0: mm mm-hmm. that's all great advice to be honest that's great so. Second thing that really matters is, is the pitch deck. So I know that's usually when investors look at the pitch deck, you know, they look at the revenue, they look at the stage of the company, they look at the team, how much they're raising, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for corporate venture capital, it's a bit different. Uh, one of the things that you really focus on investing in is something that might be a potential acquire later on, right? So it has to be strategically aligned with the interests of your company, right? So how? How do you find that on the page that, how do you make sure that there is a strategic alliance possible?
1: Yes, um, good question. Um, Oftentimes, right, um, the corporate ventures, um, they don't uh, necessarily invest um, in the startup that uh, has to be 100% in the same area. Uh, it might be adjacent area. Suppose suppose I make polymer A, maybe um, I want to start looking for polymer B that can enhance um, the product that I already sell into the market, that type of thing. So um, you should uh, try to put yourself in the shoes of the CVC um, and then be able to pitch, you know, uh, if we work together, um, maybe, uh, we can help you serve your customer better. Uh, that would be one way, uh, or, um, oftentimes, um, the technology that the startup is developing, it might be something, um, that the corporate doesn't really have the technology, but in three to five years, um, this is going to be a growth market for them. So, you know, that's another area that um, would uh, start, spark the interest from the corporation something that um, the corporation could see themselves uh, working on in the next 3 to 5 years i think that uh, that definitely uh, would create a strategic alignment but this is something that um, normally you have to talk to the potential investor brainstorm uh, because I think this is the, I would say that uh, it it takes a lot of back and forth maybe um, nobody knows how it would you know click uh, before you talk but um, as you build a relationship uh, step by step oftentimes maybe things converge in the future uh, in the future uh, because um, in my uh, current portfolios there are also you know some area that uh, we see um, the startup technology is addressing the mega trend. Uh, it's not necessarily the business that we are doing right now, but when it's addressing a mega trend, we know that the potential addressable market is going to be huge. And it's the area that um, we should pay attention to. So if you have the right technology and uh, a big addressable market, uh, I don't think you'll have a hard time. Um, convincing uh, the audience, uh, the investor, that, you know, you have something valuable for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's a great advice. And speaking of advice, I'll ask you the last question probably for today's episode, and it's going to be a call to action. So that's what's that one thing that you would like the listeners to do as soon as the episode is over?
1: Yeah, I. Um... I think these days, you know, when I uh, go around, uh, people often ask me um, how the um, investment uh, community uh, changed given the pandemic and things like that. And uh, I have to say that uh, probably it's on, you know, your mind, uh, everybody's mind. And uh, this uh, probably uh, changed the industry changed the business, changed the com- uh, consumer behavior quite a bit. So I want to say that um, don't give up. Um, there are many uh, successful startups that was founded during the recession, Facebook, Google, Groupon, you name it. So things may get tougher before it gets better. But I think this is a good time to you know reevaluate your business model your market environment, your cash reserve, and ask yourself this, has your customer behavior changed during this pandemic? Is your market strategy robust enough to navigate these changing circumstances? Um, Do you have enough cash to last you the next uh, 12 to 18 months? And uh, talk to your customer, talk to your network, talk to your um, potential investor, Uh, Maybe um, you think that you're gonna raise funds in the next 12 months, but maybe you want to start earlier. So um, again, uh, coming back to um, this business, it's a relationship business. So don't lose sight of that. Try to get as much feedback from your network and your customer as possible. And, um, you know, modify your business plan uh, accordingly. To make sure that you are really building a company that will last through for a long time.
0: That's a great advice and this great advice will wrap it up. Thanks a lot, Tina, for coming up and for sharing your knowledge in the corporate venture capital. I'm pretty sure that will be the last episode on this topic for the upcoming month, but, uh, you know, Keep following Fundraising Radio and probably you'll see more episodes like this one. So thanks a lot, Tina, and stay safe there.
1: You too. Bye-bye.